Welcome to Enlightenment of Change with Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Here's Connie. Welcome to Enlightenment of Change on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. Thanks for joining us today. So change, sometimes it's kind of hard, right? We all have some type of change happening in our life, whether you choose it or it's thrust upon you. It's here every day. So to help you, I hope, navigate change, whatever that means to you in your life, I have a free gift for you right out of the gate. And my guest has a free gift, which I'll share with you at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. My free gift is a free communication style assessment. So go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA, and you'll get two reports. One that will show you your... um, uh, superpowers, your highest score, and one that shows your lowest, which is your blind spots. So I always want to make sure that we understand how we're showing up, how we're being seen, and if we can have more um, easier, more effective conversations, change becomes a little bit easier in our life. Um, my motivational quote today is by the amazing Benjamin Franklin. And Ben says, by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. So money, we all need it, right? We love it, don't we? But most of you probably feel like I just don't have enough of it. And do you feel that you're not even sure how to get ahead and flourish financially, maybe today as well as in the future? Well, I'm excited to discuss money and financial security and how you can gain financial control with my guest expert today, which is um, Angela Anderson. Now, Angela is the CEO of Mattel Inc. and creator of the Financial Peace and Plenty Program, a savvy, energetic, and inspired expert in business finance and subconscious reprogramming. We all need a little reprogramming every day. Angela is on a mission to empower motivated small business owners to gain financial independence, wealth, and deep transformation. Now, after seven years of struggle in her business, barely breaking even even and draining her personal finances, Angela finally cracked the code and started earning a consistent $10,000 plus month uh, while pulling 80% profits from her business. Now, Angela's unique style of working with her clients through the power of subconscious reprogramming, as well as financial strategy, um, she's been described as down-to-earth, intuitive, precise, and effective on all levels within business, personal life, and spiritual life. So please help me welcome Angela to the show. So Angela, thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is this is it's an important topic, right? Money, we all need it. Um, it doesn't necessarily bring us happiness, but I'll tell you, it makes life a little bit easier. So money's money's just a good topic. And uh, again, I do think it's an important one. So first question, how did you get to be doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So it's been a whirlwind for me as an entrepreneur, Connie, and I have tried so many things and it started out of necessity and also knowing that I'm not the type of person that does really well in an office environment where I have to be somewhere every day, all day. 
um, and not necessarily in alignment with the lifestyle or, you know, the office culture around you. We talk about it all the time in the entrepreneurial world is, is being able to be your own boss and have other freedoms and choices. And then at the same time, my husband and I, you know, we're kind of hippie people and live off the beaten path and don't, we don't need to have yachts and, you know, fly, fly first class everywhere. But I could see that we needed to start getting some cash flow. We had children and it was like, all right, mama's got to go figure out how to bring home some bacon and yeah. have the pressure off of my husband all the time. So of the many things that I have done, that one of the first things and smartest things that I did was I was a bookkeeper for a while. And that's what really opened up my eyes to how much people need help with money and not just the strategy of money and being organized and having all your financial house in order, but also how to think about it and how to plan it because no one is going to do it for you. A CPA is only going to do so much. A financial advisor is going to do so much. And we, I really, if you really want to do well with money, you need those types of professionals in your life on your team. But there are a actual set of steps that you do in order that you can check mark, like literally have a list written down on paper that are going to really help you lay down at night and feel confident and relaxed about money, whether a lot is coming in or a little is coming in. You, It's kind of like when we want to lose weight, there's all these ideas. Do we? Do I go keto, right? Do I <laughs> go vegetarian? Do I lift weights? Do I go running? Honestly, money isn't like that. It's pretty straightforward. It Two plus two really does equal four. We just don't think that it does. We argue with it a lot. And if you can just clear the crap and listen to these steps that I outline and do them in order, you'll be pretty, pretty golden. <laughs> That's what I have found with me, with my clients, with my colleagues, everyone who knows this. Um, wouldn't you say? I love it. And everybody's listening, going, holy crap, what are these steps I must do? I like <laughs> I like what Angela is saying, right? It, it's that simple. Truly, truly. Yeah, it, I really, it, it is. And you are going to find that some people are going to play all these games and hop around like there's a lot of games that people play with credit scores and with I'm not paying off my mortgage because I can get a higher percent doing X, Y, and Z. And so you, there's still, it appears in the money world, it may appear that you actually have creativity and choices. Um, but if you're struggling with money and you are feeling chaotic and not peaceful with it, um, you actually don't. And that's a good thing. <laughs> don't listen to all of that crap because that's just like, that. that's people who, um, whatever kind of position they are in their life, in their business that can either play with money or afford to lose the money. Uh, but if you're in a position when you're, where you're like, no, I'm tired of the drama, right? Or I'm tired of feeling like I'm in the dark with it. 
um, it, it's kind of like the time, Connie, where I realized that I'm not getting stopped for speeding tickets anymore. I'm just done with that. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm done doing all, all of the stupid crap, a lot of that stuff that I used yeah. to do when I was young and same thing with money. And so that's who I'm talking to. If that's you and you just want a really clear path that is very, it's actually really simple. It's grounded in common sense and wisdom. Then let me lay it out for you because that is really going to get you there. And then when you get into position where you have more choices, you know, do I buy a second property? Do I invest in cryptocurrency? Do I, you know, okay, then, then that's where the, the, the creativity can come in Absolutely. and playing. But, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Agree. Why do you think so many business owners and entrepreneurs, why did, why do we struggle with money so much? I think it's because we just, we start our business for whatever reason. And I used to be ashamed to say that I started mine out of necessity mm. because we see all over, you know, social media that, oh, I, I started my business to make the world a better place, to have an impact, to, and it was all these wonderful things. And I was kind of over here in my first few years of business is, well, hell, mama needs to make money. That's why I started my business. Like, how come, you know? And so all I did, why I think mm. they struggle with it is because they make the money but then they don't know what to do with it. And so they really are just focused on got to have a business, got to have a business. Okay. I've got these clients, got to serve the clients. Okay. Got to get more clients, got to learn this advertising, got to get some help, got to, got to this, got to that. And it's, it's like open up your garage or open up your closet or open up your pantry. We, we have, all sorts of places where we're chaotic in our lives and money is just one of is one of them you're right but money is one of the ones that can really hurt if you don't have your crap together yeah you know because we have the irs and we have taxes and we have this and we have that and like you said in the beginning it is it is a great tool we need it yeah. And it's said in the United States, I, th I think, and again, this statistic is from a couple of years ago, if my memory serves, but it's something like 73% of Americans retire on social security, which is an average of like $19,000 and change. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're, yeah, that's pretty, pretty radical. So that's why when I, that quote is one of my favorite quotes by Benjamin Franklin, because none of us think we're going to fail. Right. But if we don't have a plan, you're, you're setting yourself up to fail. Right. You have to have a plan of attack, especially when it comes to money, retirement, all of those things. And the other thing I hear, um, you know, dealing with my clients and, and just my age now, people stop putting money into their retirement to pay for the kids education. And the flaw in that plan, right, is you can't borrow in retirement, but you can borrow for your kids education. So if you don't have the money in the bank, keep putting your money away for the future because the future is going to inevitably come. And that money, typically, if you're invested well, will earn more than what the loans are for the students, right? So that you can try to fit it into your budget and pay it down quicker. You can't do that for retirement. So losing that compound interest can hurt you and paying off the debt on the child's, uh, you know, if you're paying for part of it, even you could pay it down fairly quickly quickly. So there's so many tools out there, but you have to understand where to spend your money, where not to spend your money, right? All of these, all of the, cause we have bills, right? The car breaks down, 
Where do you get the money for that? All of those uh, types of things. Why do you think that um, getting the type of financial therapy that you offer is so valuable um, for that really entrepreneurs, I think, need right now, especially after COVID? Yeah, well, I it's because, like I said, we sometimes a lot of times our relationship with our CPA is we talk to them once or twice a year. Sure. You know, and they just do the taxes or you get your quarterly bill, you pay it and you don't really know what's going on. And so it's or or it's you do have a financial advisor and you contribute to your IRA every year, but you don't know what those statements really say. You don't know how on track you are to have your two and a half million by the time you retire, that's about the number, Connie, that's coming up a lot with when I work with my clients to Absolutely. help them figure out. It's about two and a half million now with inflation and health. We want to have a life. You want to be able to go to yoga. You want to be able to, you know, it, it's, it's be, being a millionaire is, is really not that big of a deal. Honestly. It's really not. Yeah. So it, so it's, it's this, um, why this works with someone like me is because not only do we look at all of the things going on and open up your closet, take things off the shelves and reorganize them, but we do it in a way that addresses you as a human being with emotions, right? And thoughts and feelings and desires and goals. And Honestly, as much as I love CPAs and as much as we need them and those folks like that, they can be hard to understand. And they're just staying in their lane and doing that one thing for you. But there's a lot more to money than just filing your taxes correctly or just sending your money off and, and having them invest it in the stock market for you. Yeah, it's interesting in our school district. Um, and I always ask whenever I travel or I, you know, I meet people, does your school have, we have a financial literacy. So freshman year in high school, the kids have to take, I think it's one semester, but they talk about budget. They talk about stocks, bonds. Um, they talk about, um, you know, how to write a check, you know, all of these things, what a paycheck is, what the tax, you know, burden could be on, on your paycheck. And they give them fake money and they say, okay, this is your money. You're going to invest it. And they go through the whole semester where they teach them how to read stocks and how to read bonds and when to invest. And they can move their money any way they want. So they have an opportunity to play in the stock market. Um, Every school in the United States, I know, doesn't have that. And I think that's dangerous because we need to talk to kids about money. We need to teach them how to be fiscally responsible, right? They're going to be the future leaders. And I know my kids, you know, they have Roth IRAs, um, you know, while they were working internships and stuff where they couldn't contribute to a 401k, let's put money away. You're 18 years old. Let's get that money in the bank and let it grow for you, right? And leave it alone, compound interest in your favor. The other funny thing is my little guy, he just got 21. I have to stop calling him my little guy. He just graduated. <laughs> I know he's 21. He's he is, grade. though. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's my 
my little man. But so anyway, he just he just graduated from college. Well, he opens an E-Trade account and he buys cryptocurrency. And, and we talked about what, you know, uh, the movie theater one, the uh, whatever one he bought. And it, it, he, he sold it too soon. And, you know, don't be greedy. And, you know, all these great conversations about money. I don't know that that typically happens because either kids aren't interested or they're not taught. Right. Do you find that to be the case as well? Oh, yeah, it's all over the place. And it, it's it's very similar to eating healthy and exercise, lifestyle, relationships, yeah. how you treat each other. Same yeah. thing. It's, yeah. you know, I, I find like we don't pay cell phone services for our boys. They got their first phone on us. If they broke it, sorry, they had to figure out a way to replace it. Yep. They, and so and what's great now is that they can go out and they can get a prepaid card for 35 bucks. And as long as they keep loading it up, they can keep that same number that came with it. But it's, um, it's, that's going back to entrepreneurs. We're just focused on running our business and making money. And that's what we're doing. And yeah, in the background, all of that is being shown to our children and all of those comments. We don't have money for that. That's too expensive. Oh, I don't know if I can afford that. Yeah. Those things that we mutter under our breath, whether they're true or not, if my I've had to watch myself, it's not that I can't afford it. It's that I don't want to use my money for that. (laughs) That's more what I say, like, that's not valuable to me, honey. (laughs) We're not doing that. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love it. What are the three biggest tips for someone wanting they let's say the, the listeners are saying, oh my goodness, like she's speaking directly to me. What can they do to get started with getting, you know, their financial house, so to speak, in order so that they could be on the road to all of this financial peace and plenty that you're talking about? Yes. So the first thing is we really need to look at your business structure. And this is can feel complicated, but I'll just break it down real easy for you is a lot of people, they have an LLC and they, they start and they, they create a legal entity. And, and that is wonderful for so many reasons, but it's also it's for, for the financial reasons of it. Once you really are starting to make money and starting to owe on your taxes, then that's when we need to get smart about, do we take an S corporation election? And this is basically a way that says, hey, we're, you're going to pay a certain tax percentage for the money that you take out of your business to pay yourself. That is going to be possibly, and I say the word possibly because it depends on your state, your city, and all this and that. So at the end of the day, though, you want to make sure and have a sit down with either someone like me or your CPA and look at how you're structured with your business so that you are set up for the maximum tax savings possible within that as well that you are thinking whenever you are spending your money, you're coming at it from a mindset of how can I make this a tax deduction? So I don't want to say that we're going to spend all the money all the time so that we can get a tax deduction on it. That's not how you do it because it's not dollar for dollar. But at the same time, you want to create your life and your business so that it can be as advantageous as possible. 
So for example, I have this nifty little app on my phone. It's called Mile IQ. It tracks my mileage for me. And all it just when I'm done with the car, even if I go to the bathroom on the side of the highway, <laughs> I live out in the middle of nowhere. And so I can go do that off a dirt road. It's like, hey, you have a trip. Is that business or personal? You know, and so there's things. So there's that part. And then the other part is these habits is getting your savings together, breaking up with debt, starting to breathe air back into your retirement accounts and put in that 15% of your income towards your retirement. Figure out those vehicles. Taught when your kids, I thought my parents were nuts when my kids were five years old and they're like, okay, we need to start a 529. We need, need they're like, I was like, what are you talking about? They're teeny. I am so glad that they did because now I don't have to figure out how I'm going to pay for their Rob Peter to pay Paul. I don't have That's to right. do that. That's right. So, so it's business structure, number one, and are you maximizing and really being smart with your taxes? It's then making sure you have lots of savings, then getting rid of all your debt, and then putting your money towards things that are actually going to grow your money. That's right. Yeah. Good advice. As corporations, so how do, what, if, if a business owner, what's, um, and I know it depends on state and all of that, and we're talking United States, guys, the um, S-Corp, when would you go from an LLC, let's say to an S-Corp approximately, just to give people to think, hmm, maybe I need to talk to my accountant about this? Yeah, I would say when you're making about $50,000 profit, $50,000 profit, because what, what happens is if you Google the different tax brackets, right? And married, filing jointly, this and that. And the ranges are pretty wide, but you'll see where you're going to jump from 12% to 15 to 18, 21, 23. You basically, if you look at your tax bracket and it is above 16% and you're not doing an S corporation election, you may, by doing an S corporation election, you could lower your tax, your taxable income to 15. It's like 15.7, I want to say 16%. So, yeah, Um, you know, but there, again, there's, um, there's, there's a lot to, to set up with that. And that's why we really need to pair you with an accountant that is going to work with you and your personality and help you understand what's going on and make those decisions. And so that's where I come in is, is I help you with all that education. We look and we figure all that out. If you need another accountant, I have a, a contact list of financial professionals and I don't get any kickbacks for it. It's just um, a referral, a referral Mm -hmm. resource. And then you can do that. Um, The other thing to be aware of is what I call this concept of a cash eating monster business. And this is where I think a huge mistake that a lot of us make is we just throw all our money back into our businesses, hire another coach, you know, pay to advertising. We're doing all the things. And then at the end of at the end of the year, we're like, woohoo, I came in. I, you know, I made more money than I ever have in my whole life. And then you look at how much you spent and it makes you want to throw up. So that's not that's not good either. You can't you 
don't go more than a year or two, depending on the kind of business that you have with a cash eating monster business, because what kind of life is that for you? Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting because last year with COVID I switched because everything I did prior to that, you know, my 20 years of business was live. And then last year, COVID, everything had to become digital. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know about networking and groups and, you know, giveaways and becoming a summit and growing your email list. It was all foreign language to me. So I started being on giveaways and I started, I hired a marketing person um, because now I had to send out emails and grow an email. Like all of this was foreign. And now this year I'm not spending as much because I did a lot of that last year, but I had to like, you have to sometimes build it, especially if you don't know what's going on. Otherwise you're, it's a house of cards, right? And now, now you have nothing. So now that I have the email list and I have the campaign and I'm I'm actually rebranding now and putting my piece of the puzzle together. So there is a little bit of output of money, but the input now you can see the light at the end of the tunnel where the money can start flowing in again at a, at a higher level because I'm positioned properly. Right. Did that just make sense? Because Absolutely. You, you don't want to build a house of cards either. Right. And, and say, oh, I'm not going to spend any money on my business. That's dangerous too. Yeah. And then, and this is where also like the money therapy that in in the personal touch that's really important is asking yourself, okay, am I committing to this for a year, this output, like you say, investing in my business, you know, how long, and it's not necessarily ultimatums or deadlines or breathing fire down your own neck. But what I often see with business owners is they're talented, they're smart, they have everything. It's but they, they, they keep spending the money on the stuff. And that's the internal piece where we need yeah. to look at in, in the confidence and the belief in yourself. And, and maybe the fact that you did grow up with, uh, with parents who couldn't seem to hold on to money. Like, what is this thing with money slipping through your hands like water? And uh, I've, does it matter? Is it, are you at a point where it doesn't matter how much money you, you make, you still don't feel like there's enough, you know? So that's where it's, it's awesome, Connie, that you can say, Hey, I did this last year. I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Everything is coming together. That's awesome. Um, I've found, well, even with myself, and that's why I put in my bio, it took me seven years to figure this crap out because I was spinning around and it was a spiritual, emotional issue, Absolutely. not necessarily a business issue. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing too, I think with business owners is that we think we have to do it all right. And it's funny. I, I just hired a VA. Um, I hired one and she didn't work out. So I have another one starting and it's the little things like running the back of active campaign, you know, making sure the website is up and running, doing my social media posts so that I could do more speaking events, which could generate more leads, which could generate more money. That's where I should be spending my time, not on the back of act, active campaign and doing all of the social media posts. Not that that's not important, but I need to be out. That's where I thrive, right? Where, where I could speak and teach and, and, and inspire people. That's how you make the money. So again, it's just, it's getting to that point where I need a VA now, right? So I, I, it's, it's seeing the forest from the trees. And this isn't easy stuff because being a business owner, you're responsible for everything, right? The, the, the buck really does stop with you. So this is not easy stuff, guys, that we're talking about yet. How important is it? 
mind-blowing um, important, right? Yeah. And we have to keep going back and reassessing, like looking at yeah. your financials to see, can I afford a VA or do I have enough savings set aside that I can hire a VA when she starts producing, right? Then then I can replenish my savings because she's doing the, you know, I'm hiring someone so that I can grow, right? That's right. That's right. So there's some really important questions to ask ourselves. How much is my business costing? How much do I need to live? I think a lot of financial people leave that out. They like, they go into the numbers and they get really excited about that. But girl, how much do you need to live? You know, do you want to go out to eat? Do you want to get your hello fresh? Do you want, what about your hair? Like, what do you need in order to actually live? How much can you pay yourself? How much do you want to pay yourself? How much does your business cost? How much does it cost you to get a client right now? How much is that VA going to cost? And then do you anticipate that your client load is going to triple within three months? And if not, mark down those markers and check in. Make sure you're checking in instead of letting it just, oh, a whole year passed. Yeah. And you spent 20K on a VA then and then what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you got any advice for someone? Because entrepreneurs, right? We have ups and downs. Sometimes we have good business, I mean, good money coming in. And sometimes we have a little bit drier of months. So do you have anybody for that kind of financial roller coaster? Yeah. Irregular income is a huge thing. And, yeah. And I still have a regular income. It's just that there's a baseline, you know, that we can count on. So that would go back to make sure you have enough savings because when you have a low income month, you can dip into that and you can know that you're going to be okay because some people also do launches and things where they know they're going to bring a whole bunch of money and then it's going to go quiet for a little bit. Right. So there's that make sure. And again, get, get rid of that debt because then you don't have those payments. Even, even if the minimum payments are little, it's still your money going out. And so get rid of that debt. And then the third thing is make sure that you budget. And so what you want to do is when you get, when you earn a month, that is $20,000, however much money that is way over what you actually need to live and run your business, contribute to your retirement, then you know, you can portion that out and, and grab that extra money for when you have a low income month. But so if you're like, well, Angela, how do I actually know how much I'm going to make or how am I going to budget? Then just take the average. So let's say January, February, March, what was your average of those three months? And then that is the numbers that you would use to start your budget for the month in April. And I also recommend that once you're smooth sailing with your budget, like there's some wonderful tools now that'll talk to your bank, right? The bank will download the transactions for you and you can see real easily. Uh, Spend once a week. I'm a nerd. And so I actually like looking at my budget on Sunday mornings when I have my groovy hot chocolate. I don't drink coffee. But I I do, you know, 10 minutes a week. That way I know exactly where I stand instead of it getting again, get, that's the thing is, is it going to get away from you? And then it's going to get too far away from you that you can't pivot quickly. And so that's what we want to make sure is that things don't get out of control quickly. 
And you want to be able to pivot and make different decisions and turn your boat around. And and we saw 2020, things happened quickly, right? Everything shut down. Like literally, it felt like in a day, right? It was really a couple of days, but everything shut down. And if you didn't have a little bit of money in the bank, there was a lot of businesses that went out of business because they didn't have money for a rainy day and all these other things. So this is just great advice because what if, right? Something like that happens again or whatever, right? We don't know what the future is going to bring. We're out of time, but what would you recommend that people do just as a first step to get started on this kind of empowering financial stability? Yeah. First step is I want you to figure out how much it costs you to live and how much it costs you to run your business. Because And just by looking at that, you may feel like you're getting naked in front of strangers. <laughs> so have a glass of wine, put on some nice music. You know, this is just Marvin information. <laughs> It's just information. It doesn't mean you're bad or stupid or anything like that. Just take a deep breath and just like, this is just information. Uh, And then as this process is going, you could even just, again, observe yourself. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Because those are the stories then that make make us throw ourselves under the bus and self-sabotage without knowing so take care of yourself emotionally as well but those if you find out those two numbers it's number one it's going to help you do a good cleanup job on what's not okay anymore and what you can put your foot down and then number two is going to allow you to plan to be like okay I'm going to set aside for three to six months savings for my business and my personal. Now, this is how much debt I've got going on. Why the hell am I hanging on to this thing? I'm just going to pay it off. I'm tired of it. I'm, you know, you, you'll just make some decisions right away to just clear your plate and get you on the road to feeling more financial peace and plenty. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. So you do have a free gift. Tell everybody about that. And is there, well, first of all, let me do this guys. If you are intrigued and you think, holy crap, where has Angela been my whole life? Highly recommend email her directly. You can, uh, you know, chat with her at Angela at Angela Anderson dot life. So it's not .com, Angela at AngelaAnderson.life. Website is AngelaAnderson.life as well. And you do have a free gift, Seven Wealth Building Secrets for Entrepreneurs to Nurture Your Wealth, Consciousness, and Grow Your Money. I will put that link in the show notes as well, everyone. Please get your copy and read it. Again, in addition to the content that Angela shared, read the book, another few steps um, on your path to financial recovery. And last but not least, if they do you have anything coming up that maybe people can uh, jump in to maybe fast track whatever they're trying to create? Yeah, just call me. <laughs> just email me and I can share with you exactly how I work with my clients and we can just go with that. Otherwise, um, you can get on my email list and I send a daily email that is it's very detailed. We talk about one money topic and I help you out in that situation right there. And so, yeah, at this I don't have group programs. I work one on one right now. And so that's the fa- the best way to fast track is to just come on in. And if it feels right, we can start working together. 
again, check out Angela's website, read the book, right? If this is resonating with you, if you like Angela's kind of vibe, because she's pretty chill. And I think she's compassionate because we beat ourselves up as business owners, especially if the money isn't going the way we want. What did I do? Right. We blame ourselves. So again, I think Angela's pretty compassionate about it. it's okay one little step forward is all we need to do today, right? It doesn't have to be um, anything, you know, stop eating so you could pay off debt. That's not what we're <laughs> talking about here. That would be cray cray. So again, uh, check out Angela at Angela. I know, I'm glad you like that. AngelaAnderson.life so or Angela at Anderson. Yeah, I, because, you know, but that's what I think people think, Angela. Well, I can't eat anymore because I have so much debt. <laughs> I went to the food store and I spent $300. Meanwhile, you know, you can't give your kids mac and cheese every day, right? So we, we, there's gotta be a balance with everything we're doing. And, and by beating yourself up serves zero right. purpose. Oh yeah. Oh, zero. Yeah. So let's come up with a plan of attack. So again, uh, get on Angela's uh, email list at angelaanderson.life. You can join there and get her tip. Again, check it out, get comfortable. And then when you're ready, pull the trigger and join Angela so that you could find the financial security you're looking for. Angela, thank you so much. Uh, you know, this is a big topic and I'd love, um, I'd love, to, I hope that my listeners check you out and, and again, share feedback guys with, with Angela and I, or have questions. Um, email us certainly. So thank you so much for being on and sharing your wisdom and your, you know, your expertise. That's what the show is about, right? So thanks so much for joining. Thank you, Connie. Thanks for having me. Always, always fun seeing you. And I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build and discover together that change. Yes, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere, peeps. Um, But hopefully the show, my guests, myself, all the tip strategies we share, I just hope they make it a little bit easier for you. Um, Again, I'm so honored to have you on this journey with me and to have you share the show um, with your family and for you to subscribe and join every week really does make me so happy. Um, You've been listening to Enlightenment of Change on webtalkradio.net with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. Everyone, I truly, truly wish you an inspired week and, and really, Really, I wish you financial abundance across the board. And hopefully today's uh, show just got you maybe one little step closer to that. So thank you so much for joining us. And I'll see you guys next week. And thank you again, Angela. Have a great week, everybody. Mm -hmm.